Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Our top story for tonight, Tazi Spears, made of the right stuff. Titans GM came out during the combine and said that Tazi Spears is exhibiting the work ethic that he likes and that he is a player that the Titans want to lean on very heavily in 2024. It's an exciting time during the combine, hearing from the GMs, hearing from the coaches, hearing from some of the prospective players that's going to be coming up shortly later on in the week combine week reinvigorates us. We haven't had much news of note until the combine. And now we're starting to get some news and some player talk and some reaffirmation of roles. So as someone who's been diving deep into the player news over the last few days, I'm here to bring you the Tazi Spears update and more right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. It was yesterday that Titans GM Ron Carthon expressed his affinity for the former third round pick that the Titans selected in last year's draft. It's never a bad sign. We want the GMs. This is praise heaven. This is the opportunity to just speak praise into players. And you love to hear it about these young players, the Tazi Spears of the world. And he's in this perfect situation, right? He proved that he was a productive player last year. And Derrick Henry is expected to leave the Titans in 2024 during this offseason. And there's a vote of confidence stemming from the Titans. Now, do I expect the Titans to bring in another running back? Yes, 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 yes. I expect a, a, a mold similar to a Devin Singletary, right? Maybe a Zach Moss type, or maybe there's a fourth round running back that can back up Tazi Spears or can complement Tazi Spears. But Spears is going in the running back 16 to running back 20 range right now in fantasy. The ADP is in that round six, round seven. There is a little hesitation to give him just the keys to the kingdom. However, there is a lot of excitement about him you know, trending upward. Clearly a, a top 24 option. 
among drafters at this point. And it's officially going to rise a few spots when Henry leaves. But there should be some levels of concern, right? Tazi Spears entered the NFL with zero ACLs. That's right. Ligaments in your leg that help you make cuts. Like he's missing important parts of his body. And our concerns is that you know, it's just going to, his body's going to deteriorate even faster. So if you can sell high and get a pivot return on Tazi Spears, that's what you want to do at this point. We expect that Tazi Spears, they're going to get some, some competition. But Spears, let's give the man his due before we start throwing him away and saying he's sell high, blah, 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 which which he is. The Titans were only the 20, they only ran the 23rd most run plays last year, even with having Spears and Henry. But what was really good about Spears was his receiving, his his receiving contribution, right? 11th among running backs in receiving yards, ninth in receptions, seventh in target share, 17th in routes run, routes run, sixth in yards per touch, 14th in yards per reception, 11th in yards per route run. Like clearly a high end running back too in terms of that type of contribution. And then the breakaway runs, fifth in breakaway run rate, 27th in breakaway runs, despite the fact that he only had a 35% opportunity share. That was 47th among all running backs. So he was clearly taking a backseat to Derrick Henry in terms of touches, but not in terms of snaps. Tazi Spears, 27th among running backs in terms of snap share. There were games where Spears outsnapped Derrick Henry in 2023. Now, was that load management for Henry? Was that the Titans were excited about Tazi Spears? We're uncertain. But what is certain is that Tazi Spears is in line for a massive season. He's got a nice little profile, too. So he, he was a third-round pick last year by the Titans. So he's got respectable draft capital. Twenty, He'll be 23 years old when the season begins, so not too old. We did mention the the injury possibility, right? The ACL issues. Eighty first in burst score, though, from the combine last year. Eighty first percentile, just a normal speed. But the burst is what he's. If you want to succeed in the NFL as a running back, you need one elite skill. Just one. You need one. And whether it's burst, whether it's agility, whether it's speed. You need something. You need one elite skill. And the uh, the elite players have multiple elite skills. Burst, agility, speed, whatever, strength, um, whatever the case may be. But playerprofiler.com has an interesting player comp for Tazi Spears. This is also a player who showed big time flashes and was peaking in some dynasty circles. Um, unfortunately, this player did not get the draft capital that Tazi Spears received. But it's interest, an interesting comp because the comp for Tazi Spears is Miles Gaskin. 
and you're like, Miles Gaskin, what kind of comp is that? He is a pass catching back. There were two seasons where Miles Gaskin for the Miami Dolphins, 41 and 49 receptions. In fact, way, way back in 2020, Miles Gaskin finished as the running back 10 in fantasy points per game, 16.4 fantasy points per game because he was able to hit some spike weeks in small volume spurts and was able to catch the ball and fell on the right side of some touchdowns. Could all those things happen with Tazi Spears? Yes. Yes. Tazi Spears could get a lot of the passing work and has gotten the passing work. I think Tazi Spears is Miles Gaskin plus. We should not be relegating a former seventh round pick or a third round pick to a former seventh round pick. I think that that's just too far of a stretch. So maybe a player profile, we can look at that comp a little bit, but that's, I think what we're trying to get at is that in small spurts, we can see elite production and Tazi Spears can do that. However, our concern is that his shelf life may not last very long. That happened in 2020. Miles Gaskin did not have a rush attempt or a reception in 2023, despite playing three games. I believe he bounced around to the Rams and Minnesota Vikings, all just a, a backfield. So his lifespan is going to be very short. That's why we're making that comp. So Tazi Spears, clearly a much more exciting player than Miles Gaskin. There was a little bit of chatter about love for Gaskin, but that fell by the wayside. Not a super athlete. And and aside from the burst score, Tazi Spears, really an average NFL running back in those other metrics. And that's what Miles Gaskin was, a pretty average running back, except for one elite skill. And that's that was for him, it was the bench press. He was 82nd percentile. Um, but Miles Gaskin, I love going down these rabbit holes of who player comps are comp to. And Miles Gaskin was comped to Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones and Jones comp to Jamal Williams. I love going down this rabbit hole. Nevertheless, there's a lot of love for Tazi Spears. I think in the short term, he's a very interesting player that you can draft in zero RB builds like round six and beyond, but it's not worth the opportunity cost around four, round five at this point. We're I'm hoping that he stays in that Rashad White area from last year where there were uh, some concerns about White, but White ended up being a zero RB candidate. If Tazi Spears hits, great, but you just didn't want to invest a high, um, like a great amount of draft capital in Spears, especially at this point in the offseason, February 29th, this is going live. So we're not looking to invest significantly in Tazi Spears. If you can pivot off of him to an equal asset in Dynasty, that's fine. But he's a great, I think, 2024 zero RB candidate if you're going a build that way. Speaking of Dynasty, we have an app here, a player profiler called the Dynasty Dominator. And here to tell you more about it is our CEO, Matt Kelly. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible. 
because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's right. It is going to be well worth it. We are in the throes of both best ball season and dynasty season. So dynasty dominator, make sure you guys are checking out that app. Reload it every year. Totally worth it the five bucks that it is to reload. And then, of course, best ball season later tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. So you're watching this 7 p.m. Eastern player profiler today at 8 p.m. Eastern. Toyo, winner of two FFPC tournaments in the past 12 months, winner of $700,000 is going to be on Stack Hunters. And we're going to talk with him about his winning, winning ways. Dan Williamson, Bradley Stalder, and Zach Toyo on Stack Hunters later tonight. So check it out. Tune in, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to dive into the structures that Zach took and what strategies he had in 2023, what he thinks is going to translate in 2024, taking some player, having some player takes very early here in 2024. He's gotten his feet wet in the early best ball streets on the FFPC. And I'm excited to be picking his brain a little bit because I just did a few FFPC drafts myself. And I love to just chop it up and talk some draft strategy with him. Him and, and of course, Dan Williamson. Looking forward to chatting with Dan as well. Dan is a superstar. Yeah, that's what's up next at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler Network. The next player I want to talk about, we got some affirmation. Once again, affirmation of running backs. Third round, former third round running backs. That is Devin Singletary, right? Devin Singletary in 2023 set a career high in rush attempts and rushing yards. Even though he finished running back 36 in fantasy points per game, Devin Singletary near the end of the season was just absolutely on fire. If we look at his game logs from from week 10 on, 23 fantasy points, 19 fantasy points, 13 fantasy points, 5, 12 and a half, 21, And then in the playoffs, 16 and 12. This was a player that he was fantasy useful. And for where we were drafting him late, late, late. Yeah. Devin Singletary and head coach D'Amico Ryans came out 
and said, we want to re-sign this guy. There wasn't much talk about Damian Pierce. Yikes. Get rid of your Damian Pierce shares if you can. Pivot off to someone else. But there was strong praise for pending free agent Devin Singletary. Clearly the top back for the Texans in 2023. Rushed for his career high, 898 yards. He had the four touchdowns on the ground. He was a reliable part of this Houston Texans offense. And his price tag should be about a one-year, $3 million deal, low, low stakes, but a player that you know is clearly looking to make make an impact. Once again, he he transferred over from Buffalo, did some work in the playoffs for the Bills, and now, of course, made it to the playoffs, two playoff games against Cleveland and Baltimore, and was had 70 total yards in both games, had a touchdown against Cleveland. So a player that is going to be a reliable, not super dynamic. That's not part of his game. Like you know, a 20, 20th percentile 40 yard dash back when he was a rookie, less than a 20th percentile speed score, less than a 50th percentile burst score, 20th percentile agility score. This guy is not big. He is not strong. He is not fast, but he is reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he makes some plays. So for a team that is looking to, they're probably going to bring in another another running back. I like the player profiler comp, Dion Lewis. For Devin Singletary, Lewis was able to make a, make a name for himself season after season, be a reliable part of the Patriots offense for many years. But I think a good spot for Devin Singletary is like, running back 30 running back 32 and i don't think he's going that early in the best ball streets i like him as a deep stash if you can get him for a third round pick in a contention team that's contending that he's going to be getting uh, 10 touches 12 touches a game and the other part of this is Damon Pierce is completely dead to the world. Like he was not drafted by this regime. Devin Singletary played better than him. It was clear at the end of the year, Damian Pierce did nothing. He was a volume running back and I was getting none of Damian Pierce in the best ball streets. So don't be going, getting in on Damian Pierce. Devin Singletary is the way to go. That is what we want to be taking advantage of is like these fallen by the wayside running backs Devin Singletary and then another is Ty Chandler right we we look at this Minnesota Vikings team that trotted out Alexander Madison last year and I kept saying Madison is not a player that I want to be taking Madison is a is just a guy Madison is bad blah blah, blah. and that came to fruition so for all the teams that I had rotated through Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride like I was right in the process, wrong about who, which player. It was like Dwayne McBride, no matter what. That did not work out. I'll, I'll own it. Fantasy analysts all the time are like, oh, we want accountability in this space. I was pro Dwayne McBride, and I was wrong. 
And part of me has learned as part of this process that Dwayne McBride is a player. His player profile and type is not one that hits very often. And when Kevin O'Connell comes out and says that he looks forward to building off of what Ty Chandler did at the end of last year, I believe him. I believe him. We believe him. We've seen what Ty Chandler can do. And unfortunately, with Dwayne McBride not doing any testing at all, it's problematic that we we all, we got almost nothing from du- from Dwayne McBride. Ty Chandler, though, catching passes out of the backfield, he just has a little bit extra juice that Alexander Madison <laughs> splutter, sputters away. So we should be drafting a lot of Ty Chandler. He's going in after running back 36. I expect that the Vikings will be looking for a complimentary piece, but Ty Chandler looked the part. Like he can catch the balls out of the backfield. He can carry between the tackles. And he's a player that you should be drafting in your fantasy leagues. All right. I've got a couple more pieces of news. One is that the Raiders, Tom Telesco, the GM, came out and said, Devontae Adams, he's a Raider. The context of this quote, though, was whether or not Devontae Adams. There's been speculation he could get traded to the New York Jets and team up with Aaron Rodgers near the end of his career. No, the the Raiders, Tom Telesco came out and said he's a Raider. And, and it would probably take a significant amount to move Devontae Adams from the Raiders to the Jets. And uh, while we think it may be fun for Adams to reunite, it would be disaster zone for Garrett Wilson. It'd be great, though, for Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers last year was the wide receiver 25 in best ball value rating. And that was cool. We could get more of that. I love Jacoby Myers. We should all love Jacoby Myers. Myers is the new Tyler Lockett. That's how I view him. Usually relegated to the wide receiver two on his team, but still very, very productive and undervalued. However, it is looking unlikely at this point in the offseason for Devontae Adams to be traded. The the Raiders would probably just ask far too much of the Jets, and I don't think the Jets are in a position to be giving away even more future draft capital. Okay, the last two pieces of news that I'll talk about tonight are releases. And they're they're cap casualties, right? The Kansas City Chiefs officially released Marquez Valdez-Scantling from their wide receiver core. Rashi Rice was playing ahead of MVS by the end of the season. We saw a few other players. Justin Watson was reliable. But MVS did have a couple big, big catches for the Chiefs in the playoffs. And he was just overpriced a couple years ago when the Chiefs brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought in Marcus Valdez-Scantling and they were not able to replace Tyreek Hill. They were thinking, oh, we'll get the slot work that Tyreek was able to do from Juju Smith-Schuster, and we'll be able to get the deep work, stretch the field that Tyreek was able to do from Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Unfortunately, that was not going to work out. And two years after signing this deal, MVS is now a free agent. And this is not only you know, pushed 
along by the the dead cat, but also it's motivated by the Kansas City Chiefs intending to re-sign Chris Jones and also franchise tagging Legereus Sneed. Now, Legereus Sneed is pursuing a trade possibility. You know, Sneed is one of the better defensive backs in the NFL. However, we're looking at this Chiefs team as trying to consolidate and then grow some of their younger players and give them the opportunities. We could look at the Chiefs being again in the wide receiver market to support a Rashi Rice and signing a veteran wide receiver. Uh, obviously, T. Higgins off the off the board here. Mike Evans is a possibility. He's still going to be expensive. I don't know, even if the Chiefs are able to clear enough salary cap for him, if he's going to be the investment that they want to be making at this point. So MVS, he's probably going to be a solid role player somewhere else. I could see him signing with the Atlanta Falcons to, to stretch the field. You could see him with the Carolina Panthers. You could see him with the New York Giants if they're looking to replace Darius Slayton. But that's those are some places where MVS may land. Another notable release is Janu Smith, tight end for the former tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Janu Smith released after some wild, wild games here. You know, Hunter Henry finally gets freed in New England after Janu Smith is signed. The, the signing of both Hunter Henry and Janu Smith, it was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. And then Janu Smith moves on from the Titans and the Patriots and the Falcons. Now we'll find out where Janu Smith can finally hit. Last year, Smith caught 50 passes for over 500 yards and he had three touchdowns. He was, again, a reason why Kyle Pitts was not able to access massive ceilings. Ball was getting placed into, into John Smith instead of force-fed to Kyle Pitts. And yet Kyle Pitts still had an 18% target share. He, Kyle Pitts, 18% target share every single season he's been in the NFL, despite the fact that he's dealt with this ACL injury for nearly two years. So what I'm excited for is 2024 Kyle Pitts. Oh my gosh. Kyle Pitts has an underdog best ball draft ADP of 92 middle of the seventh round. If you miss out and you decide, you know what? I'm going to go zero. I'm going to go anchor RB. And then I want to push a little bit. Kyle Pitts is still in that tier of tight ends that I'm considering taking, you know, at that point Pitts is healthy. There's rumors of Justin Fields joining the Atlanta Falcons. You've got, an NFL caliber head coach Pitts is, as I said, healthy. So we're looking forward to all of the things that are happening with regard to the Atlanta Falcons, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Raheem Morris in his opening press conference was asked uh, what needs to happen for the Atlanta offense to be successful. Who do you need to lean on? And he immediately said, Drake London, Bijan Robinson. And so, the next in for future conversations, Kyle Pitts was very much mentioned. And so with a healthy Kyle Pitts, I'm very excited about his prospects, the value both in dynasty and right now in his, in the best ball streets. So go get yourselves and draft some Kyle Pitts before we get clarity at quarterback, because once we get clarity 
that's where ADPs rise. Right now, there's still some murkiness with Kyle Pitts's ADP. This is where you smash. You take a player who has you know, ran a 44940 and 99th percentile speed score. Yeah, you want to draft that type of tight end who has been producing and has a thousand yard season under his belt during his one healthy season. So all of that news, we're going to look at more news coming out of the combine. I'm sure many more pieces of information are going to come out about who's running the 40, who's going to be doing what, who's opting out more GM news, all of that. Make sure you guys are checking out playerprofiler.com slash news and you'll get all the news. You'll get everything you need. You've got vi- we got some videos. We've got great articles. If you want to look up specific players, you can go to their player page and click on news and media in that blue banner in the middle, right below their profile picture. Yeah, check it out. We've got some awesome things for you for player profiler news. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching there. It's great. All right, everyone. Till next time. Good luck in the fantasy football streets. Hey, I want to thank you for being part of this broadcast. If you have any thoughts on it, leave a comment. If you enjoyed it, make sure you leave a like. And if you want to see more shows on the Player Profiler channel, subscribe to it. That's how we know you want more.